Hello, hello, hello. Welcome along to Benchcast, a podcast for bench warmers. I'm your host, Neville Dunhoe. Today I'll be talking to a professional boxer, Gary Spike O'Sullivan. He'll be telling about life in the ring with 35 fights, 31 wins, 21 knockouts and 4 losses, all to champions. Incredible career. Also, he'll be telling me about growing up in Cork City and also what's, le- what's next after life outside the ring. Give it a listen. Enjoy. Gary Spike O'Sullivan, how are you? Great, never yourself. Ah, sure, not too bad. I suppose uh, we're both Cork lads, so uh, were you out for the jazz this weekend, were you? Not indeed, yeah. Uh, hope jazz in there for the weekend. Good crack, great to see people back. Uh, pubs are packed, as you can see yourself, you were probably out yourself, were you? I was, yeah, sure. My voice is probably a small bit gone here, like, you know, but uh, yeah, it was good. It was good noise. Uh, Look, it was great to see the pubs back full and all that. And as I said, they were very lucky that they only missed one year of it, really. Like you know, so it was great. But you yeah. were, did you go? Did you go to full hog, Gary? Did you were you out? I did. Friday, Saturday, yeah. Sunday. On Friday and Sunday. Right, right. I skipped the Saturday. Yeah, you're gone. You're gone soft your old age, you know. I am. I am. I am. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what? Um, and the other uh, thing I'm throwing you, Gary, is that. I heard you're a, you're a Man United fan, is that right? Ali out? Um, I am, I, no, I wouldn't be uh, too quick to throw Ali out, like, you know, I mean, he's a club legend, like, he's great for the club, and, you know, he was part of the most successful team at United Lever, and uh, I, I grew up watching that, like, so I'm a big Ali fan, uh, I, think it, I think he made a lot of success for him, I think, it looks like that, and uh, yeah. he might have to go on far to be like, but I, I'm still a fan of him anyway, like him. Well, he, you know. he did. He did a good job up to up to a point. Like you know, maybe it's just time now to step aside and let someone else that's more experienced come in and do a job. You know, maybe so. Maybe so. He's not. He hasn't achieved much like in management. Uh, yeah. He did a good season with United, like last season, and yeah. you know, maybe that's as far as you can go. I, I don't know. Probably is. Well, as I, I say, I, I got no sympathy for you, Man United fans, because you've had it too good for too long. So, uh, uh, yeah. Gary. I suppose I'll ask you uh, the fight three weeks ago. That's where we'll start first now. Um, Tyson Fury versus John T. Wilder. I managed to get up for it myself. It was, I think it was at half four or five o'clock morning Irish time. Um, what a fight that was. Like, just tell us what you what you thought of it. Unbelievable fight. I set up for it myself. Uh, it was great. I was up to see fights late at night there disappoint them, but this one didn't disappoint at all. I mean, you know, as you see, throughout the fight, could have went either way, labelled and flowing, like, but, um, it's great. I think Fury, uh, it's a controversial opinion I have. I've said it, and I argue with many fellas over the years, but, uh, I think because of Fury's size and his ability, um, I'm not saying he's the best heavyweight of all time, and that, I think, like, they can find the whole thing, maybe Muhammad Ali, they're a better boxer, I'd say, but, um, I think because of Fury's size and his ability, I think they put him down as the, uh, the hardest of all time to beat. Yeah, you know, yeah. He's uh, very fast, you know, and uh, his footwork is he's so quick on his feet as well. Uh, he's just a uh, very, very hard man to beat. It's an exciting time in the heavyweight division, like, isn't it? Like, uh, what do you think will happen next? Do you think Josh will, will have a rematch with Yusek and um, will what Fury fight the winners of that, or what do you think will happen? Maybe so. I think uh, Joshua's going to struggle with Usyk again. Um, you know, I, I don't know if the soap was style suits AJ and Usyk's supreme boxer. Like you know, uh, yeah. I think I'd have to back Fury again anyway. Anyway, um, I, I would really like to see uh, 
easy against Fury. Three of these fights, three of the uh, world fighting the Usyk fight, they 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 kind of ruined it a bit. To be honest, yeah. You know, unless unless uh, AJ can cause the upset and beat Usyk in the rematch and then fight Fury, I think that would probably bring the ball back around again. You know, with all the titles on the line then at that point. But um, I can't see it happening. Yeah, do you think there's? Just thinking there, of, I was listening to Roy Keane interview there recently with Gary Neville and another Cork man. He was just saying how he can't stand the heavyweight division. He thinks there's too much waffle around it. What do you think of that, like? Do you think there's too much noise and not enough action? Um, I suppose the other point, yeah. And they don't, they don't probably fight frequently enough, right? You know, although with the pandemic, I think that was a problem as well. But uh, I don't think they fight often enough, right? I think they fight more often and. Um, you know, the big, the best guys, some of the best guys, like, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what, um, I suppose, then we'll, we'll talk about your own career then, Gary. Like, it's it's pretty impressive, like, you know, like, I, but I want to start first anyway. You're you're from Mahan, and, like, what what got you into boxing rather than, as I said, being from Cork? Like, why you, didn't you go down the hurling route, or what, what was it about boxing that appe- appealed to you? <clears throat> well, I'm an all-around sportsman. Like, I love sports in general. Jeez, yeah. Hurling's actually my favourite sport in the world. I love hurling, like, and uh, I did a lot of hurling myself, and uh, I just felt as though the father, kind of, you know, when you're a young lad, you want to, uh, you know, impress the father, I suppose, do what the father wants you to do, yeah. and I just kind of took you know, because I thought that that's what he wanted me to do more than anything else, and um, my, my father introduced me to boxing when I was there, uh, was at the same when I was five, I joined my first boxing club at seven, back in 1991, and uh, I've kind of been boxing ever since, really. Yeah, you know? yeah. And what, uh, well, like, you know, I know other sports along with that, like as well. Yeah. So, football and hurling, everything. Do you think they stood to you playing the other sports? Oh, definitely, yeah. He's yeah, maintaining a great, like, great for making friends and team sports and all that. Like, made a lot of friends through box for years as well, but yeah, they have, like, and, you know, physically, as, as well, I suppose, like, you know, you're just doing different sorts of exercises for different, different sports and, you yeah. know. Yeah, you know, to combine to make you a better athlete. And tell us for the I suppose someone that might know, like so, you're from Mahan. Does Mahan have a boxing club? Like, how do you go about coming a professional? He's um, it didn't have a boxing club at all. Therefore, it doesn't know anymore again. But um, I used to box in North. I used to commute a lot, like from one side of the city to the other, because all the better boxing clubs run the north side of the city, and um, there wasn't very many in the south side at all. I knew at the time uh, when I started out. So I used to commute across the city and back a couple of days a week. And then um, I ended up in this called Bell Ghoul, you probably know yourself. It yeah. was a 36-mile round trip, which was quite a big undertaking for my parents to bring us there four days a week, like way back, back when we were going to school and parents were working and all that. But it, was, it turned out to work at the end of the day for me. But um, we actually set up a boxing club, a knockman boxing club in, in Man, ourselves. Yeah, it was very, very successful. We had 13 national champions from Mahan, and uh, we just we lost the premises eventually, and uh, we the premises to, to put the club back. So that was the yeah. end of that. Your your record is your record is pretty unbelievable, to be honest with you. Well, like it's it's very good. Like you've 35 fights, 31 wins, and 21 knockouts, and you've only lost to you've only lost to four losses to champions. Like to be honest with you, Gary, like. <laughs> And I'm very grateful that you're on the podcast here at Benchwarmers, but like, I think with your record, you should like, even though that, that show's pretty brutal, but I can't believe, have you ever been on the Late Late or anything like, because I, because like, obviously you've done, I, yeah. I've never on the Late Late, so I, you know, no. well, like, I, I, late, late, you know. 
I'm just, I, I met you the other day and I met you a week ago, call out your house and you made me a lovely omelette to be fair. And, um, but uh, it is, yeah. <laughs> but like, I'm just looking at your record, I was like, did like, this guy is no joke. Like, this guy has a very good record. Like, and but the thing is, like, I hate that sometimes in Ireland, like, we don't hear enough of these stories, you know, and like that. Um, but like, like, yeah, just tell us about your record in boxing and like, uh, like, and how's it going, you know? Yeah, I just trying to remember my, my record at this stage has been going on so long, right? He has 31 yeah. wins and four losses. They lost a four, you know, elite fighters or world champions, um, Chris Eubank Jr., Billy Joe Saunders, David Lemieux, and uh, Jaime Munguia. He's still Mexican undefeated world champion at the moment. And they're all younger guys, bigger than me as well. I am, but that's where the kind of big fights were. I moved up to the weight division and fought all those guys. Um, I'm back at late middleweight now, which is actually unusual for as mostly when guys get older, they you know they'd move up to division and then go back down to division because that's the size I am naturally. Yeah, uh, right. no, spent predominantly a lot of my career at middleweight fighting the bigger guys, but um, you know, I've, I've fought all over the world, it's brought me all over the world at different places and uh, fought in some great venues like Madison Square Garden, for example, and you know, in the T Mobile Arena in Las Vegas and stuff. Um, boxing has been good to me. Yeah. Tell us, tell us about the story that another Cork legend, I suppose, Dermot O'Sullivan, the Rock, that he told you when you were fighting in Madison Square Garden. That's right. Yeah, um, I've been good friends with Dermot. He's a lovely fellow altogether, and uh, I was fighting in New York there, Madison Square Garden, right? And uh, I went away and I bought um, some really flash gear. You would, I say, Ali G or Snoop Dogg wouldn't wear it, like, but uh, it was above in the room. I took a look in the mirror and I said, "Geez." I couldn't wear it. I took it back off again and I got into the lift. I came down to the uh, reception and I got a text from Dormer. He says to me, uh, walk into the garden like you're fucking on it. So I said, you know what, he's right. Yeah. Back up to the bedroom. Who on the gear? Back down. I came down to the lift. Lads saw me. They were going, Jesus Christ almighty. They nearly need sunglasses. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Them. I just had the bling on it, like, you know. And then I decided, I said, fuck it. I'll walk to the stadium and I walked up to the stadium with him. Um, my strength coach here in Cork, Dave O'Connell, he's from the Meredith, he used to see. Yeah. Another fellow from uh, Donegal, our quarter, he walked to the Madison Square Garden that night and there's a few fellas blowing the horn, which me luck and all that. It's, it's great, like, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, that's great, like, like that. Uh, that I suppose in Ireland, to be fair to us, we're such a small country. We are generally very supportive and it was nice to hear that Diamond sent you that message, like, you know. But, um, to, yeah. and, then, and then Gary, like, what? What would you say was your biggest fight then? Like, I'm just thinking to the Chris Eubank was was that probably your biggest one? Was it or? Um, it was a big fight. It was at the um, O2 in London. It was a big big fight. I fought Billy Joe in Wembley Arena, and I fought Lemieux in T-Mobile in Las Vegas. Actually, the fight my second last fight to play against the undefeated Mexican world champion is in um, the Alamo Dome Stadium. The main event there. Uh, Where's that stadium? Where is it? Uh, Texas. Texas. Houston, Texas. Uh, Texas. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> the Alamo Dome. So it's actually a famous stadium. Um, it's great history there. Um, you know, it was, it was a great fight there at an American football stadium, like, and uh, yeah. you know, to be the main event in that particular fight with oh, down around seventy thousand fans it was uh, it was incredible, like, a great uh, occasion for me, and uh, yeah. I think that was, a, that was up there, one of the biggest fights. I fought in Quebec and Canada as well. Um, yeah. 
Caswell's Marina, there was a big fight, and obviously the medicine was there. The, was that the night that your moustache froze off? That's right, that's yeah. right, yeah, yeah, yeah. We missed the bloody, it was minus 30, it was unbelievable. It was great, it was a great experience. That, yeah. You know, see, see something there, you never would have obviously seen it in Ireland, minus 30, like, uh, but we miscalculated where a mall was one particular day, and uh, you wound up walking for about a half an hour. And so I didn't realize it, but when I got into the mall, my moustache started to start dripping down. I was after freezing, like something you see in that film, there Everest, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, it's uh, like as I said, you got it's a uh, it's unbelievable what you've achieved. And uh, tell us, um, who do you hope to fight next in Gary, or what's the plan? And like your last fight in was um, back in. When was your last fight? Was that? Oh, sorry, here I have it in front of me. Well, your last fight was the. Is that it was? You tell me, go on, Gary. I can't get it up there. When was your last fight? Mm. Who do you hope to fight next? Give away for You're right. Yeah. <laughs> can't get it up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm not in uh, Belgium. It's over in um, um, Brussels. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Was it, it Liege? I think they fought Liege. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. It was nice to see Belgium as well. Just, as I say, but the boxing's been great about that. Like, yeah, getting to travel around and see all the world. Like, yeah, um, yeah. I can't, I can't even remember man's name. I know it's kind of a funny kind of a comeback for you, really, after being known during 17 months. Was, uh, yeah, I, I have it here. I, I can't even pronounce it. I actually don't even recognize the flag. He was not there. Rob Gary. He's actually he's champion of. Um, Hungry twice, but like I haven't fought at world level, like uh, you know, I was expected to take care of it quite easy and, and it kind of that's where it worked out. Like, yeah. fight, you know? and what where do you think boxing is at the moment? Like, I suppose I kind of asked you this as well. Like, I suppose you can answer it whatever way you want, but Irish boxing, do you think it's in a good place at the moment? Is there many good fighters coming through and stuff? There's a lot of good fighters, I think there's more than ever really at the moment. Uh, no, there's a, a lot of them, like. You know, that's a load of pocket load of footballers come through and they pour and send in the amateurs as well. So um, I think if Irish boxing was flying, I think it's, it's, it's our strongest sport. You know, we've had the most world champions, both amateur and professional, than any other sport in the country. And the uh, most Olympic medals as well come through boxing. So I think uh, boxing um, is our strongest sport and I don't see that change anything. So. And you, do you help with any young up-and-coming fighters in Ireland? Like, do you do any bit of training? Like, I know you do your own training. That's very important, obviously. But is there any gyms that you go to to give a hand every now and again? Or? Well, I, I train the Kent Barrier gym there in Dublin. I think quite a, I'm, I'm the oldest fighter myself. I'm not a guy like Kennedy. My 47, so we kind of, you know, talking to the younger lads and kind of giving them a bit of encouragement and I suppose advice of whatever we could, you know. Uh, there's another young lad there, he's Cork, he's Alexis Stephen Cairns, he's uh, here in Cork, so he's been yeah. Yeah, and then there's the there's two other things I gotta mm-hmm. ask you is um that time you fought Chris Eubank, you gotta tell me the story about the the famous kiss, you know, because I don't think that that oh, didn't yeah. go down too well with him, you know. Oh, he didn't go down well last. He, even after the fight, he was still resenting that. He was uh, asked for an apology after the fight and all sorts. But then, um, what actually happened was, I kissed another guy before that. He was, was uh, I don't know, about three something, uh, two or three hours prior to that. And Eubank had said, uh, when we were done several press conferences that fight, and uh, he never done a head-to-head because he said uh, he'd seen me kiss a man and he, he wouldn't fucking, he wouldn't do the head-to-head and blah, blah, blah. 
So the very day before the fight, anyway, we done it, and uh, I decided I'd give him a kiss just to upset him, like, and I did. Because yeah. uh, I love the place at the time, I love the sky, and the box office, like, there's a sky box office, actually, and uh, this is into the roof, well, it's all. Like, in a world that's all about hits, like, I, I had it up on our website, Benchformers, and they got us a load of hits, like, you know, and it was great to, so, like, actually, that's the other yeah. thing I'll ask you as well, Gary, is that, by, because, like, you know, like, if you're, you know, if you're into rugby, there's a Six Nations every year, there's a World Cup every four years, soccer, there's the Premiership, there's the GA, there's the Hurling Championship every year, football, all that, it, it, it kind of sells itself, like, you know, like, you're a boxer, you very much have to, like, stunts like that, kissing you back junior, like, as you say, like, got hits that it would never got hits, and everyone tuned in, you really have to sell the fights, don't you? Yeah, you have to sell yourself, and, uh, you know, you're the one that promotes yourself essentially, and the, the, bo- the boxing promoters put you on the platform, and you've got to take your opportunities and do your utmost to drop the spot, spotlight on yourself, you know, and uh, or else because so many fighters out there and millions of fighters out there, really, like you know, so you've got to stand up and the rest and uh, do some bad stuff. Oh, I think Gary, you're after breaking up there a bit. Yeah, I, video is on blur there. Oh yeah, we're back there, back there now again, Gary. That's fine. I'll be able to edit that in a But you were basically just saying, um, oh yeah, you just have to do some mad stuff, is it? Yeah, with promoting yourself. You could like the spotlight onto yourself and stand out for the crowd. It can be different to the rest, I guess. And uh, yeah, say there's millions, millions of fighters, and you know the majority of boxers like at that level, you know they're. they're it's, they're all very good, and it's, it's you just kind of do some mad stuff and stand up and rest, like you know. Uh, yeah, speaking of mad stuff, like that's the second part of the question I'll ask you. Your mustache is very much unique, like you know, is that is that part of the whole to kind of sell you and get you out there more, like is it? I guess so, yeah. Um, yeah. stands out a lot, and uh, don't, don't get me wrong, it's a, it's a beautiful piece of beautiful piece of work, Harry, but like it's, it's definitely <laughs> part of the whole. Uh, it's it's definitely yeah. you know you straight away nearly with that like to be honest with you. Yeah, like the, like people recognize me because my mustache um, you stand out and you become very well known as a villain because of, because it's uh, it's unusual you know um even you know during the jazz weekend they're walking around town like people some people recognize you because of the mustache like you know whereas if you're bald and just walking around like here anyone else like you just bend them to go to so many villains look the same but. Well, it's it's very clever because not uh, the Brazilian Ronaldo. He, um, I remember the 2002 World Cup. Everyone was talking about his injury, and then he he meant for that mad haircut, and then everyone was just the focus turned to his haircut rather than an injury. You know, so everyone has to have yeah. a a thing to sell themselves, I suppose. No? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Spot on. Yeah. I tell us, Gary. Uh, for for I suppose someone like I I love boxing. I do watch it, but like I suppose I don't have the real in depth knowledge. You're uh, your middleweight, and I just see there you fought one other guy that was also Irish, or no, two other guys, Robert Long and Kieran Heady. Like, would you be, would you be the best fella in your d- division in Ireland? Well, um, I actually fought three Irish men. Actually, yeah. I fought other fellas for Kieran as well. I fought Long. I, I beat them all anyway. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Champion, beating uh, the champion of Ireland, and uh, no, I was very proud of that as well. Uh, being an Irishman and. Uh, that's how I actually the transition came from late middleweight to middleweight. 
Um, I, I was fighting a late middleweight. My first nine fights at late middleweight, and uh, I got an offer to fight with the middleweight Irish title. And it was attractive, you know, to become middleweight champion of Ireland or something that uh, appealed to me. And I, I stepped up and won the middleweight championship. And then I said they had offers of a uh, fight at middleweight, like for example, with Chris Wilbank Jr. and um, and these guys. But realistically, I was never a middleweight. They were, they were always bigger guys, you know what I mean? But um, you know, I was never one to kind of shy away from a fight. Yeah, and what's the, I suppose, what's the, like, boxing's been very good to you, I suppose, uh, so far. Like, do you have any, like, you're 37, I suppose, what's the, what's the retirement, what age do you hope to get to? I'm thinking, uh, you know, maybe 43, I was thinking, and a lot of guys will be retired already, but I feel, I feel very good physically, yeah. and uh, I, keep, I always keep in good shape, and uh, I feel like I can one for for as long as I kind of feel like, really, you know. Uh, but, um, the body will tell you. It's like, what well, the body will tell me eventually, yeah. yeah. But, uh, I, feel, I feel fine now, and uh, I feel like I can continue for quite some time to come. And what? I see you had a few, you obviously had a good few fights in in Ireland. You'd won in the Neptune Stadium, you'd won in the National Stadium, Dublin. <coughs> Are we ever going to get a Packy Cueve or Turner's Cross sort out? Maybe the dream level, yeah. Yeah. Um, the fight for the World Championship or maybe winning the World Championship abroad and playing home to Cork I'd, I'd love that you know um, yeah. so I've been uh, you know I was at ATP Collins for Hugh Bank in Parky Queens you know, 25 years ago now um, oh this is so 25 years ago time flies yeah but, uh, I, I was a part of Queen for that fight and uh, that, was, that was kind of I caught the bug it's just, just a dream like looking on at that uh, you know I was hoping to one day to be me like you know so it's always been Dream and uh, you know I'm not giving up on it yet. Yeah, and you're um, I suppose you can't tell us who you're looking to fight next, but um, you'll be hoping to have a fight before Christmas anyway, would you? Um, I, I don't have any targets right now. Like you know, uh, no, no, no one specifically. Um, I'd be happy now to wait until early next year because uh, Christmas is coming and the kids and you know, uh, I'm I'm all I'm not fit for rush. Now, you know, and you're. It's, it's and how, how does it work like you have a man, who's our man, who's your manager then at the moment and is he basically does he go out on your behalf trying to get the fights yeah I got a uh, promoters I'm promoted with Golden Boy Promotions and uh, Murphy's Boxing and uh, my manager Pascal Collins uh, uh, Steve Collins is brother and he's, he's my trainer as well and uh, people ring up and offer me fights or he's you know we gotta get the right deals done at the right time and you know, so that, that's his job and the promoter's job yeah, and what you've a, I, you were very good to invite me out to your house two weeks ago. You've a lovely home, and um, how many children do you have now, Gary? And I suppose, and do your family ever worry that Christ he's going in for another fight now, or your or your poor mother? I can think she's only like, oh, my boy's going to get the head bit off, or she's not the head bit off, but she'd be worried for you, you know. I mean, my mother is a she grew up, she was helping the boxing club, she was actually the founding member of the boxing club, man, and she my father boxed before me. and She's very confident in my ability, and uh, you know, I uh, maybe got a heart problem, but you know, it's broken the ears and bursted and stuff like that. But I'm resilient, and uh, I'm always fine. And uh, she's she's confident in my ability. I'm very physically strong, and uh, she doesn't worry too much. She's, she's confident, like in me. And uh, my my partner is actually she's she's more nervous. Like you know, mm. she she didn't grow up boxing at all, and uh, she'd be she'd be very kind of nervous when I'm fighting. You know, she doesn't, wouldn't go to the fights anymore and uh, she doesn't watch them or anything like that. Yeah. 
And what a, <coughs> I suppose, 43 then you'll hope to keep going to Gary, but I suppose, what's next then after that? Because uh, I see you were in that Strength and Honour, that, what was the name of Michael Mann, was it, was the main actor on that? Uh, Michael, Michael, Michael Madison, yeah. Madison, sorry. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. That was a pretty big enough movie being shot here, like, you know, like, who, if I was, I suppose you'll push on with the acting, like, who's, uh, who do you want to work with next, or Robert De Niro or someone, or... No, I was thinking maybe like uh, Guy Ritchie there or uh, Peter Berg, you know, they seem to like uh, fighters, you know, um, and I, I like their style of uh, movies, you know, so I'd like to uh, maybe walk one of them down the line. Um, something, something I'd like to definitely get into is acting, like, you know, I, I could do well uh, that. How did that come about? Uh, did you get it to Strength and Honor? Or, like, have you have you done other stuff besides that? And, like, that's something you genuinely want to go after, isn't it, when you're finished? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I actually done a couple of short movies, you know, short films. Um, it was a film about myself, a documentary, The Prize Fighter, and um, the actual sent another one. How that came about was um, I was running the Boston Club along with my parents at the time, and there was a, a film in Cork, and uh, there were a couple of fighters in it. So um, they came to our club, and I was in the movie, and there was a lot of other fighters in my gym as well. And it was like, you know, it was a good crack. Billy Jones was in it as well, actually. and. Um, from Barfiori and it was pretty well known people and it was great. You didn't get asked to be in the Young Offenders, no? No, no, no. Actually, there was something all right about skipping in or something. There was a, when somebody do a bit of skipping in it, but I, I was away, I think, in LA or something at the time. And, yeah. So. No, you've, you've definitely, you've, it's definitely been great to watch you, like, you know, and you've definitely had a great career. So, like, to finish, Gary, I do this with all my guests. Uh, 60 second questions where I'll throw a few questions at you and you have to think of the spot. All right, yeah, never mind. That's what I really never met. Um, favorite food, steak, F- uh, Westlife or Boys On, Westlife, leg day or chest day, leg day. How often do you do your dirty laundry? Never. <laughs> What's uh, who would play you in a movie? Um, oh, um, uh, Jason Statham, yes, good, good call. Actually, a uh, favorite chocolate bar, uh, Yorkie, uh, Biscuit Raisin Yorkie. Uh, craziest thing you've ever done? Oh, Jesus Christ, um, yeah, I don't know, lots and lots of stuff. I asked, I don't know, Spider, was there, <laughs> just keep it safe for that. Uh, what's um, what's your weakness? Uh, pizza, burgers, rubbish food, bad food. What's something you've never tried but want to? Uh, Harm watering. Right. Uh, and um, I suppose win the World Cup or win the Masters? World Cup. Favorite holiday? Um, hopefully we're going to Paris in uh, January with the kids hopefully that will be it I don't right. know yet and final final question to your coffee coffee 100% alright Gary thanks a minute for that um, no you'll be, you've been a delight for that and um, I hope wish you every success and I'll definitely be following your fights but uh, we'll definitely have to meet up for a few beers as well uh, one of those yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. Man, we'll do that. Yeah, so, no I don't Thanks again to Gary Spike O'Sullivan. 
really nice guy I must say and um, incredible career I suppose their stories we just don't hear enough of you know a really top class boxer and he's from uh, from Cork City which um, yeah but really nice guy he invited me up to his house as well two weeks ago for an omelette and everything not a bad cook either but I wish Gary all the best in his next few fights uh, definitely watching it and I'll hold him up in that going out for a beer with him um, until next time Remember, you can get this podcast on Spotify and wherever wherever else you get your podcasts. I'm Neville, I'm Neville Dunhu, and I'm out of here. Thanks for listening.